Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode four of Be Real with Beerines. I have been thinking about what to do for this next episode, and I actually um, had decided to do kind of a mini series, like three or four different episodes on how we react to like life changing events, like say death and love and faith and stuff like that. Um, and I had one ready about death, actually, that I was going to do. And then I went to church this morning and they did a series on angels. And for some reason, something just moved me and I was like, I need to talk about angels today. So this is something a little bit different that I'm going to do because usually I don't write a script for these, but I kind of just make some notes about things I want to be sure to talk about or be sure to hit just so it kind of goes more smoothly. But today I have not done that. So today is literally a be real kind of thing. Like it's just off the cusp. I'm just going to talk about what comes to mind. So if I kind of go off on tangents, then that's what happens. But that's what you get, right? So as I'm sitting in church, and if any of you guys don't have a church home, I would highly recommend Church of the Resurrection. That's where I go. Pastor Adam's great and everybody in there at love. Anyway, so this other pastor was preaching today and he was preaching about angels and he talked about celestial angels versus angels here on earth. And he had a few different stories about celestial angels. And that's something you might believe, you might not believe. Um, since death, I, I don't know. I really don't know. I want to believe that Mark and Neil and all my other loved ones are up there as angels and watching out over us and sending us these little messages, this, that, and the other. I want to believe that. But I, in all honesty, I'm not sure. And I think I was almost more sure before Mark and Neil died, honestly, especially Neil, because some of you listening to this know that I'm going to my death words. Neil and I were odd. I know we we're only 40 something, but we had actually talked about death and what if one of us were to die. Anyway, so we had these words that we had decided whichever one of us passed away first, we would somehow, some way, get these words to the other person. And they weren't a typical eternal love or love you forever, whatever. It wasn't something like that, which those are all fine and lovely if you happen to have those words with your loved ones. But it was something meaningful just to us, kind of some average everyday, well, not everyday, but anyway, average words that if they came across, they probably wouldn't be fitting in the sentence somebody was saying, and we would know that, oh, that's it. And I still have not gotten those words. I am two and a half years out, a little over two years out, and I still haven't heard them, haven't heard them anywhere. Some people would say, oh, well, Neil probably forgot. <laughs> Bless his heart, maybe he did. But I doubt it because there'd be days like I'd be in the shower, or we'd be getting ready for work, or whatever. I'd be like, what's our words? And he would say them. So I don't think that's the case. Then I thought for sure Mark had listened to me complain about this for months because Neil died in August and then Mark passed away in April. So I thought for sure when Mark passed away, Mark would be like, oh, I got this. I'm going to give him those words. 
Because even though Mark didn't know my words, God knows my words. And Neil knows my words. So once Mark got up there to heaven, somebody would tell him and he would get them to me, right? No, that's still not the case. So I would think perhaps that if they had all become angels and were walking beside us and guiding us and supporting us and all that, I feel like I would have heard my words. I don't know. And I talked to my pastor about this, and he said a lot of people have these things of um, messages that they expect to hear from their lost loved ones. And he's like, some of it happens immediately. Some of it happens years later. Some of it never happens. And so I just don't know. I don't know. And people say all the time, oh, but they're watching over you. They're always with you. They're... And one, well, if they were, I mean, wouldn't I have heard my words? And two, do I want them watching over me all the time? I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, a couple of things. I don't want them watching me cry or be sad or lay awake at night or have a breakdown on certain holidays. I don't want that for them. And and I don't think God would allow that. I think once you get to heaven, everything is bliss and joy and love and it just happiness. So I don't think God would allow them to watch us be miserable, right? So they're not watching over us at that point. And then what about like, I mean, dating? I don't want Neil watching me date. That's, ew, that's awkward. So anyway, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea if angels are real, um, celestial angels. I don't know if they come back as angels that are watching over this. I hope so. And I know some of you guys probably have stories that definitely convince you. And I love that for you. Um, I'm just, I don't know. So what I think I would focus more on is what the, uh, the thing was about today, the sermon was about today, is about angels here on earth. And he talked about, like in the Bible, how angels are described as people here that we don't know, that are different from us, perhaps, in some way, um, that bring blessings upon our life, Right. So that really got me thinking about how this would be a really easy talk for me because I had so many people that were angels in my life. And so I just wanted to kind of touch on that a little bit. So I think also we might, or I might, typically think of someone being an angel in our world that they've done something like spectacular. You know, they've done something, ah, moment. And you're like, oh my God, you're such an angel. But I think it happens in smaller things. I really do. I think we don't recognize sometimes that someone is blessing our world. And we also don't realize when we are blessing someone else's world. I really believe that. So there are many of you listening to this, and I'm telling you right now, I can't possibly list everyone that has been an angel to me over the past three years. I really can't. Also, some people don't want their name said on podcast. I mean, let's be honest. So if I don't say your name, you know, don't don't think that I don't love you and that you have not been amazing to me. But I just want to talk about a few little things so that people can see the small things that are actually angelic things. So for instance, a couple of things really jump out in my mind. Um, after Neil died, I went to immediately, like the next day, I told Haley, I was like, I have to go to the church. I just have to. And I went up to the church and I just sat there. And for those of you that are not familiar with Church of the Resurrection here in town, in Leewood, it has this huge stained glass window that's incredible. 
And in the center of it is Jesus with his arms outstretched. And then in different pieces of the stained glass are stories from the Bible. And sitting there, I I mean, I just thought a couple of things. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe, you know, 48 hours ago, Neil was by my side. And now he's there with God. He's there with Jesus. That's amazing to me. So I was in awe of that. But then what happened my kid, uh, Haley and Griffin were there with me. And then a pastor came in and sat and talked with me. And he was such a blessing because he handed me this book about death and just kind of, and reading that book was kind of a kickoff to my grief recovery. Um, reading through something that was written by somebody who understood the loss and that kind of kicked me off. So he, he was an angel in that moment. That pastor was an angel in that moment. And then there were so many other things. There was a family um, that Haley went to high school with their daughter, and they showed up at my house with like an entire, this huge box of food, just of snacks and of waters and of just all the things that they knew people would need at my house. Maybe not me, because I couldn't eat or anything after this happened, but they knew that there were going to be an army of my loved ones here every day with me and they knew they need to be taken care of and they knew I didn't have it in my capacity at the time to go grocery shopping or to do whatever. They were angels in that moment and they probably don't even, I don't know if they remember doing it and I could call you out by name, but I don't know if that's comfortable for you, but you know who you are and incredible. And then, you know, I had my nieces always putting, making sure I had ice bags on me at all times. Angels. I had my nephew reprogramming my garage door opener because I had certain people trying to get in my house at all hours a night, and I couldn't have that because I was scared of everything. Angels. I had my mom and my my son and my daughter, everybody who would sleep with me every night because I didn't sleep alone. Angels. And something as dumb as I was standing at the door one time, and a woman came over from my neighborhood that I had known from Ladies Night Out and stuff like that, and. She's just like, I just wish there was something I could do. And and I was standing there and I remember looking around and going, that floodlight is out and I just, I can't do it. I just can't do it. I can't replace that floodlight. And I tell you what, that little pumpkin, she came over and was in a, got a ladder out, climbed up there, took a picture of the light bulbs so that she could get the right one, had her husband get it, came over, replaced it, boom. And that seems like the dumbest little thing but in my in that moment, I just couldn't think about changing a light bulb. I mean, that was her act of being an angel to me. Little things like that, you know, just the hugs here and there or stuff like that. And I can talk all I'll talk all about that in my grief recovery um podcast. But so I don't want to spend too much time on that. I want to talk about the other things because it's not all it's not just in death that we can be an angel to someone or that I have had people be angels to me. It's things that you don't think about, you don't expect. For instance, when I'm sitting in church today, I went to church with Leah, my son's fiance, and she doesn't know this. So when she listens to this, she's going to be kind of surprised. But as he's talking about angels, I thought about her. I thought about her coming into my world. And I thought about the blessing that she's been, not only because my husband, my son loves her and they're soulmates, they're getting married, and we always want that for our children. It's not just that. I thought about it in the way of when my husband died, Will moved back in with me. I couldn't live alone. He dropped his life, honestly, and moved in with me and, it's, and all that kind of stuff. What if he had met someone else? What if he had met someone? So Leah's from Germany. 
She's here as an au pair. Her family's in Germany. What if he had met someone else and fallen in love with someone else who had family here, or say they had family like in St. Louis, I don't know, somewhere here in America. That would have meant that Will would have needed to split his time, which is completely realistic and completely normal and natural and wonderful. I'm not trying to bust out anybody who has in-laws in different states or anything else. But what I'm saying is for me in this chapter of my life, she is an angel by way of being what I needed for my son. The fact that she blends so well with our family, that she came right in. I mean, she came into a time of just hell, y'all. I mean, Neil had died in August. She got to meet Mark one time, and then he died like a month after she came into our world. And she can handle it. She can handle that chaos, I guess you could say. And she has these strong enough family ties. She understands. Her parents have raised her to where family is everything. Family is first. And so she got it when Will was like, I live in my mom's basement. She understood. She didn't judge him for it. And now she moved in with us. She understands that. And that's what she, that's what we needed. That's what I needed my son to find. And not only that, I am not at a place where I am now. I can handle it now. But I was not at a place then where, like, the holidays would come and he needed to, like, drive to St. Louis to go do holidays with her family, which is only fair when you have a relationship where one person's family lives away. But anyway, so Leah, as we were sitting there today and they were talking about angels, I thought of you, sweetheart. So, and not only that, that made me then think about Griffin, my daughter's husband. Same situation. I mean, God has put him in my world to be an angel, not only providing Haley with the most incredible spouse and everything she needs, but he too is from a family that understood how to support us when we needed it. He could have been from a family that, I mean, God forbid, there are so many broken families out there and that's awful, but he could have been from a family that didn't understand closeness like of our family and those of you listening that know our family we are super duper close and so griffin has been an angel by way of taking care of Haley, but taking care of me and understanding what is needed in our world i mean dropping everything to come here for whatever when they're they live in dc i mean griffin had to be the one to like tell my parents or that neil was dead i mean it's just so God put those angels in my world for the next generation of our family and our family values to be carried on. And that's incredible to me. And you just, I don't think I ever, I mean, I appreciated them. And I said in my first podcast how blessed I was that every parent wishes for their children to find their true love and to be happy and all that. And that that's a blessing. I said that. But I don't know. When church was talking about angels, not only did my immediate family, my mom, my dad, my sister, my sister-in-law, my nieces, my nephew, my kids, not only did they come to my mind because they are, I mean, they are the golden rule to angels, but now my new son-in-law and my future daughter-in-law, angels. And those are big things, right? Those are big things that we would all say, well, of course, of course they're angels because they do all these big things, these life-changing things, and they're a big piece of your world. 
But what about the small things? Because we all, we can't be all of that to everyone, right? So how do we become angels to others? And what they talked about today was like, when you meet a stranger or meet someone different from you, how do you become an angel? And I honestly, I'm not quite sure how to do that. The stranger thing, yeah, you know? And they talked about how around the holidays, this is easy. We're all more giving. We're all more caring. We're all more... uh generous right and we all are in the christmas feel and love and giving and all the things what about when christmas is done okay that's what i want to think about at least for me and what about that then what do we do so then i started thinking about my life let's take the grief out of it and looking back on my life like when who do i think about that have been angels to me in kind of different ways and i think back to a few things. Um, one that really comes up in my brain that's kind of weird that I hadn't thought about it before this was, I would say, I found an angel in the writer of the article that was in the Daily Wire. And that's so weird to say. But I will be doing an episode on everything that happened to me in my first career at that school. At that school. Um, when all that went down in May of 21 is really when it culminated, I had multiple people reach out to me about doing an article telling my story, this, that, and the other, because it was just so ugly. And I said no. And Neil was not pleased with me saying no. He really wasn't. He was not used to me um, cowering down and not speaking up and not standing up for what's right. And honestly, for me being quiet, he just wasn't used to that, as I'm sure many of you listening that total shocker, right? But I was scared. And I talked a little bit about that in my other podcast. I'll talk about it later. But I was scared. I was scared to speak up. I was scared about the backlash and about the social media backlash and about people saying things and lying about me because I had just experienced that people lying about me. So I was scared. So fast forward. And now I'm right back to death when I said I wasn't going to talk about death, but welcome to my life. Fast forward, Neil dies. It was not like a month after that that this woman reached back out and she had kind of reached out every now and then and said, Hey, are you ready? You know, I got your back when you're ready. <clears throat> so she reached back out. Well, then I needed an outlet for my anger. That's what it was. I needed a way to release something that I had control of. And I talked about that before too. So much had been out of my control. I needed to be able to control something, right? So this was my way. So I gave her the thumbs up on doing an article and speaking out about what had happened to me. Now, was the article all beautiful and wonderful and gave me good feelings and good reviews and everything else? No. I mean, I had some backlash from it. I lost some friends from it. I did. There were some things in it that I had been vocal about not wanting them included, but you do not have control over that. Once you talk to someone, then they kind of have their own... You don't get to see the final the final thing before it's published. We'll put it that way. But that's okay. I mean, that's life. But I tell you what, it took so much off my heart to like get it out there. Because that was anger and pain that I had been feeling really since, gosh, it would have been August of 20, I want to say, that it all began. That it had all been building up and everything. And so when she gave me that outlet, when she gave me kind of that permission to speak up, she was being an angel in my world. She really was because it took it off my heart. 
And it also gave me a moment that I sat there and I looked up and I was like, Neil, I did it. And I knew he was up there being like, you go, girl. Like, totally proud, totally excited, totally like, yes, you did the right thing. So it's weird. I see the writer of the article in the Daily Wire as one of my angels. I really do. Um, what else? I also was thinking about how I could be an angel or maybe have tried. And I think one of the other reasons that the thing with the school hit me so hard is because for 25 years, I tried to be that to my students. I tried, I taught math, high school math, and yes, I wanted them to get the content. I wanted them to learn the formulas. I wanted them blah, 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 all that kind of stuff, right? But what I wanted them to leave my classroom with and leave their high school career with was in the math classroom, what you've learned is about problem solving. It's not about formulas. It's about problem solving. It's about looking at a problem, thinking about the toolbox that you have, how you're going to attack it and how you're going to get through it. It can be math. It can be anything. But how do you problem solve? Yes, I wanted them to leave with that. But what I spent so much time and energy on was the bigger picture of their high school. I wanted them, I, I was in charge of, I coached cheerleading for many years. I was in charge of the pep club. I was in charge of the conservative club. I was in charge of the senior class for a while. I did all of the proms, so many proms. Oh my gosh. I did all the pep rallies. I did the homecoming stuff, uh, all that stuff, right? Because I wanted those kids to have the big picture of high school, the social world, the educational world, just all of it, right? I wanted them to feel blessed by all of those activities so that when they left high school, I always knew that they weren't going to leave high school excited that they could find the sine and cosine and tangent of pi over six. No, they're going to leave high school and think about, oh gosh, remember when Miss Reams sat me down and talked to me about whatever I was going through? Remember when Miss Reams settled an argument between me and my best friend? Remember when I went to that homecoming and blah, blah, blah? Remember that pep assembly? You know, all that stuff. So I, I hope, I hope that any of my former students listening, I hope that got through. But that's what I think of when I'm like, how have I tried to be an angel, be a blessing, do a good thing, whatever, right? But I'm not doing enough is the thing. And I think we all think that about ourselves because we're not doing these big, big things. And what I want to get across today is I bet you are. I bet each of you listening has been an angel to someone in a way that you didn't even know. And we're so hard on ourselves, you know. We always think we're not doing enough. We don't go to church enough. We don't donate enough money. We don't do enough good deeds, la, 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 all the blah, right? But we do. I mean, I think you don't realize everything you do. And I know each of you listening, the people that I know. I mean, I hope people are listening that I don't know. But the people that I know that are listening to this right now, you have been angels to me in some way. I guarantee, I guarantee the majority of people listening to this, if you sent me a message on Facebook or you sent me a text or whatever and said, hey, Beth, like, did you mean that? Like, have I really been an angel to you? <laughs> the majority of you, I could say yes, but I bet, you, I, bet I could tell you a story. So I want you to leave this um, podcast knowing that at least you've been a blessing to me and you may not even know it. And the rest of you, here's what I hope for. And I sat about that. I thought about this in church and I'm like, okay, is this podcast supposed to be somehow 
angelic. <laughs> That's not the way to put it. But am I supposed to be doing this podcast so that somebody is out there listening that either hears what I'm saying is like, ah, yeah. And oh, I remember her doing this or her doing that. And oh, that was awesome. Or is somebody out there listening that I'm supposed to meet? Are we supposed to connect somehow? Are we supposed to be in each other's lives somehow? I really feel like that's the case. I feel like this is supposed to go out and find someone or some people or some group or whatever it may be. And there's supposed to be some good that comes from it. I really, really feel that way. And I hope that's the case. I feel like I want somebody to reach out to me to say, ooh, I want to, you know, talk with you. I want to like be a guest. Let's do this podcast together. Or, or, ooh, could you talk on such and such topic? Or I'd love to hear a story about this. I've heard this happened in your life. How did you react to that? Da, 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 all that kind of stuff, right? That's what I'm hoping for. So as I sat in church today, yes, it was about angels. It was about signs and, and that people had had, and so they believe in the celestial angels. Or it was about good deeds done and how you can be an angel to someone or whatever. Yes, it was all about that. But of course, it put me off on this big old tangent of... What am I supposed to be getting from all this? Is this podcast, on all honesty, and again, I have not written a script or anything about this, so my, my, my brain's just going, is this meant for me to be my way to get out to those people that I don't see on a day-to-day -day basis that live in a different state, heck, that live in a different country, <laughs> shout out to my German family, um, that maybe I'm supposed to connect with you somehow. Maybe there's a way I can help you. Maybe there's a way you can help me. Maybe we're supposed to be closer. Maybe, I don't know. I have no idea. But that's what I'm here for. And I wish there was a way that you guys comment or do whatever. I guess you can on Facebook. But if there's something jumping in your brain right now as you listen to this that you think I'm supposed to hear or you, supposed, or you think that I'm supposed to help you with, I want you to message me. I want you to message me. I want you to text me. I want you to do something. Because part of the reason I'm doing this is because of one of my former students, love you, Katie, and what she has done with her life, uh, being basically a life coach and spreading love and light and energy and talking like this on podcasts or doing whatever that she came into our, she came into my life. Oh gosh, I don't know how many years ago as a student, but then we've stayed close and she actually did so much for our family as Mark was um, finishing his journey through cancer. And we reconnected, but she does all these things and I'm going on a tangent again, but she got me to doing this. And so I have to believe there's some sort of purpose for this. I have to believe there's a way of doing this that I can be an angel to someone or someone can be an angel to me. So with that, I'm just going to finish by saying, again, each of you are amazing. Each of you are an angel to someone or some people that you may or may not know. Heck, even if you went and got an old lady's grocery cart at Walmart the other day and took it back inside for her. You're an angel. So know that. Know that and feel good about yourself and love yourself. And yeah, so even when it's not Christmas, I want everyone to know that you're loved, you're appreciated. We're going to go through some bad stuff, folks. We all have and we all will. But somehow, some way, we have to remember the angels to us and be angels to others. So with that, I'm going to sign off, and hopefully this didn't ramble too much. So once again, thank you for listening. 
Thank you for letting me be real. If I don't do another one of these before Christmas, I wish all of you an amazing, amazing holiday season. And I'll definitely chat at you before the new year. God bless.